Hello, this is Luke, and today's devotional is in Matthew chapter 12, verses 1 through 14. At that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry, and they began to pluck heads of grain and to eat. But when the Pharisees saw it, they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. He said to them, Have you not read what David did when he was hungry and those who were with him? How he entered the house of God and ate the bread of the presence, which it was not lawful for him to eat, nor for those who were with him, but only for the priests. Or have you not read in the law how on the Sabbath the priests in the temple profane the Sabbath and are guiltless? I tell you, something greater than the temple is here. And if you had known what this means, I desire mercy and not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the guiltless. For the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. He went on from there and entered their synagogue. And a man was there with a withered hand. And they asked him, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath, so that they might accuse him? He said to them, Which one of you who has a sheep, if it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will not take hold of it and lift it out? Of how much more value is a man than a sheep? So it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, Stretch out your hand. And the man stretched it out, and it was restored, healthy like the other. But the Pharisees went out and conspired against him, how to destroy him. Let's break down verses 1 through 8 first. Jesus' reference to David is in reference to 1 Samuel chapter 21, verses 1-6. through 6. Here, David and his men eat bread on what many Jews in that day believed to be the Sabbath, as this bread was consecrated by the priests, and by the law should have been eaten by them only. But the scripture makes no mention of condemnation of this action by David. Jesus' point is that the scriptures themselves do not condemn David for this action. Therefore, the rigidity of the Pharisees' interpretation of the law is not in accord with Scripture itself. The Pharisees had read into Scripture their own opinions, something we must be wary of today. We cannot let personal opinion dictate what we want Scripture to say, rather than being challenged by what it really says. The key verse in this passage is verses 5 and 6. Sabbath restrictions were superseded by the priests because their ritual responsibilities took precedence. The temple, as it was, was greater than the Sabbath. But now Jesus claims something greater than the temple is here. And that too takes precedence over the Sabbath. This is consistent with Jesus' attitude to the law this far. The law points to him and finds its fulfillment in him. Not only, then, have the Pharisees mishandled the law, they have failed to perceive who Jesus is. The authority of the temple laws shielded the priests from guilt. The authority of Jesus shields his disciples from guilt. He is the ultimate high priest, and his authority is supreme. The Son of Man, Jesus, even has authority over the Sabbath. He may handle the Sabbath law any way he wills, or supersede it in the same way that the temple requirements superseded the normal Sabbath restrictions. Verses 9-14 through 14 depict another aspect of the Sabbath, that is, doing good on the Sabbath for fellow man. The Jewish understanding of healing on the Sabbath at that time was only to be allowed in life-threatening situations. Jesus challenges this notion by contrasting man versus animal again. He's done twice before in Matthew. He highlights the greater value of human beings than to that of animals. Jesus reveals the hypocrisy of the Pharisees here, and his message is beautifully simple. Was the Sabbath a day for evil activity, such as the Pharisees' evil intentions in questioning him, or for loving action, such as the healing about to be done? The Sabbath was not a day for strict adherence to law. It was a day to praise and worship and rest but also to do good when presented with the opportunity. As Jesus is Lord of the Sabbath, this framework still applies to us today. Let us pray. Dear Jesus, we thank you that you are Lord of the Sabbath, and that by your blood, Lord, we are not 
akin to the restrictions of the law, Lord, in that we are free from it, in that if we mess up or do something wrong, even on a Sabbath day, Lord, that you are, that you are in charge and that by, your, that by your power we are covered and we do not have to worry or be afraid, Lord, because you have set us free. We thank you for the opportunity to Sabbath, Lord. I pray that everyone listening to this would be encouraged to incorporate Sabbath into their daily rhythms, knowing that you set apart a day for rest and praise and worship for you and also to do good for others, Lord. And I pray that in doing so, we would trust that you would give that time back because you always will and that those times spent with you are never time wasted. In your name we pray, amen. Thank you for checking out this devotional from Mission City Church. You can find out more information about our church as well as our full scripture reading plan at missioncitykc.com. You can also follow us at Mission City KC on Instagram or Mission City Church on Facebook. We're a non-denominational church that meets at the Merriam Community Center at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings. We would love to see you there.